Demons Discuss, Take 76, the one with the unsolicited advice. Welcome to Demons Discuss, the unofficial podcast about the All Souls universe, or shall I say series? Nah, universe is better. I like it's not, the acronym is much more palatable. I know. And the topics that orbit it. We are your hosts, Angela Jean and Valerie. I am Valerie. With me is Angela Jean. Hello, ladies. Hello. Hello. What are we talking about today, Angela? We're talking about the Book of Life, Chapter 8, and we have a heavy dose of Fernando and pearls of wisdom or unsolicited advice. You you decide. Decide. <laughs> totally up to you. <laughs> There'll be a quiz at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Every answer is the right answer, everybody. You know, yeah, um, everybody gets an A. <laughs> what did you guys think? What was your personal feelings on that? Did you find him overbearing or did you find him right on point or somewhere in between? I don't know. First read, I liked it. The second read, I'm noticing that I'm a little more irritated <laughs> about him interjecting or inserting himself into situations. Oh, wow. You went totally backwards, Sarah, on him. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, and he's the reason I like Sarah. <laughs> so. It's hard. I mean, for me, it's hard because it's like, like Angela, I loved him so much the first time, but this time around, I'm kind of noticing there's like an underlying bitterness and whiny to it. Yes. It's, bitterness. Right. it's the resentfulness is kind of like bubbling up a little bit more. He's got issues. He needs to talk to somebody about him. Not <laughs> not give other, other people advice because it's like, you know, stones and glass houses and all that stuff. Right. Well, in this case, you know, that, that question that we often ask, who hurt you? We know right. who hurt him. Oh, man, he's abundantly <laughs> yes. clear about that checklist of people. Yes. For me... It was a needed dose of tough love from Matthew on the first read. This read, I still see it that way, but his own feelings and bitterness does bleed through this time for me. And I don't know what has changed. Maybe it's me. Maybe it's... I don't yeah, know. I mean, it's been I, four years and a lot of stuff since we've re- read this, too. So <laughs> That's true. Right. And then we have additional life experiences to tack on to that mm-hmm. since then. And I, I don't know. It's hard to say. All of this is just me delaying the fact that I didn't do discuss or emails again. This guy. <laughs> Sorry, I am still getting ravaged at work. It is still September, so um, it's September when we're recording this. I don't know when you guys are hear this, but <sighs> can we get that on yeah. a mug? What bygones? Bygone. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a good mug. Or or a sticker. sticker, right? <laughs> bygones. Um. <laughs> As usual, discussers or anybody who wants to write in listening to this podcast, if you have something to say about this chapter, don't wait for an email to send it. <laughs> just send an email. We are demonsdiscuss at gmail.com. Uh, you can send us a speak pipe, and that's speakpike.com slant demonsdiscuss. Yeah, I got that right. Or you can call us and hang on, I'll get you the phone number. Oh my God, I can't remember We'd it. We'd really love here to hear it your is, right voices here. and your. Does it start with a 666? <laughs> <laughs> no. Now, our phone number, and you can leave a voicemail here, and uh, your carrier rate supply, guys. It is a U.S. number. 1-360-519-7836. Yay! Woo! All right. So there's that. And now we're going to take the time and thank our patrons. Thank you, patrons.
patrons. Thank you for everything. Everything. You keep us ad-free. You keep us afloat. You keep us paying our bills. You keep us so we don't sound like we're in a tin can. You keep us from having to do a commercial for an aftermarket bidet. How's that? Right. Oh, that's a new one? (laughs) That's the new one. An aftermarket bidet. And it's called like the poop patrol or something. Ridiculous. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It's really yeah, no awful. one wants that. No one wants that. So, Gene, tell the audience with the incentive to become a patron. No discussing about if your poop habits, for one thing. Well, two. Well, I can't say that about the after show because well, we did have an episode. Oh, no, that's true. I'm thinking that's, that's a good point. Um, yeah, that was yeah. reading habits, though. Air quotes emphasized there. Um, right. But at every single level, you get our after show. And then as you move up, there are more and more incentives, stickers and tote bags and pins and whatever Valerie dreams up and is on sale at Sticker Mule for the most part. I know, that's the thing. Sticker Mule keeps coming up with, hey, you want to buy this? Oh my God, those (laughs) coasters are so much fun. And those holograms. The hollow stickers, I keep ordering those because they come up, hey, these are on sale. You want to purchase a whole bunch of these? So whether you like it or not, patrons, (laughs) patrons, you get to collect stickers. You're going to get to yeah. You're going to get to the point where you have so many hollow stickers that the next in-person con, you're going to make it rain. On the <laughs> or your suitcase is going to like blind the guy on the baggage conveyor at the airport That's when right. you land. My computer already is. My laptop already is. It's, I Like the witch ball sticker, she's in hollow now. So I covered the old one with her. Uh-huh. She's glittery. Yay! <laughs> So, yeah, there's that. Demon Roulette. Let's discuss that because Angela really loves giveaways and reviews. I do. And reviews. So let's discuss uh, Demon Roulette. Everybody is up for this drawing. Everybody who becomes a patron, no matter what level you're on, we need to do one. Yes. We always <laughs> it's need time to do again. one. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's September. It's the third quarter. We need to do one. So, yeah, we know the prize this time. So it's good. Good. Yeah. So there's that. This is turning into a big mess and a meandering uh, little ad for ourselves. So if you're interested, go to patreon.com slash demons discuss. And that ends that, guys. Woohoo! Yay. <laughs> Let's start the wagon. This chapter discussion is brought to you by Jody Cozy. Thank you, Jody. Thank you, Jody. Thank you. So when we left off in chapter seven, the ghost of Bridget Bishop welcomed Diana back to the Bishop house. We open up chapter eight and we are in an omniscient point of view. Is that what that that was yeah. yeah and we are with fernando and matthew repairing sarah's fence so i know we talked about it earlier about how we felt about fernando's advice but how did you feel in this scene this opening scene you can talk about first read this read past reads whatever i appreciated fernando mm-hmm. um, i don't know i felt like he was soothing matthew like he was trying to keep him on a level head because it, the first thing that strikes me with Matthew swung the mall and lowered it. And is he really trying to, I mean, he's ultimately he's trying to help Sarah, but it's almost like he's trying to busy himself. So Fernando's trying to keep him grounded. You know, it's better than going off and killing somebody. <laughs> Although he's right. encouraging him to go off and kill somebody. <laughs> Did he? Yeah. I miss like, Hey, go see to Benjamin. Don't listen to Baldwin. <laughs> There's a lot of undermining whatever Baldwin's, you know, what did Baldwin tell you? Do the opposite. <laughs> That's true. Let's start. Matthew swung the mall and lowered it onto the head of the wooden post. It landed with a satisfying thwack. <laughs> Sounds like I have a list. Thwack. You're supposed to sound like thwack. <laughs> thwack. <laughs> 
that reverberated up his arms, across his shoulders and down his back. He lifted them all again. I don't believe you need to strike the post a third time, Fernando drawled from behind him. It should be standing straight and tall when the next ice age comes. (laughs) So, yeah, point. Got it. Matthew seems to be getting a little bit testy with him. Maybe I read that wrong because he's like, what is it, Fernando? He is annoyed with him. Yeah. But he treats Hamish like that, too. Yeah, that's true. Fernando says, I heard you speaking to Baldwin last night. I take it he told you to stay here, not to cause any trouble. For now, Fernando continued. And then Matthew thrust the two sharp blades into the earth. They descended quite a bit farther into the soil than they would have if a human had been wielding the tool. He gave the implement a twist, which drew it from the ground and picked up a wooden post. Man, we just had a fence put in. Imagine how fast yeah. that would be having a vampire fence yeah, guy. There you go. <laughs> Come, Mateus. Fixing Sarah's fence is hardly the most useful way to spend your time. And then Matthew says the most useful way to spend my time would be to find Benjamin and rid the family of the monster once and for all. Matthew held the seven foot fence post in one hand as easily as though it weighed no more than a pencil and drove the tip into the soft earth. Instead, I'm waiting for Baldwin to give me permission to do what I should have done long ago. I agree, Matthew. Why didn't you do that? (laughs) Really? Why why did you create this mess to begin with? (laughs) You should have just killed him instead of turned him. So Fernando goes, hmm, why don't you go then? To hell with Baldwin and his dictatorial ways. See to Benjamin. It'll be no trouble for me to look after Diana as well as Sarah. See, now I I feel like that's Fernando projecting on how he would react to Philippe. Mm-hmm. Baldwin's the air quote replacement. Yeah. So a, let me take a, my, I'm going to give you advice on what I would do, have done differently yeah, he's now. A, he's a Philippe surrogate now. Yeah. So Matthew turned a scathing glance onto Fernando. I'm not going to leave my pregnant mate in the middle of nowhere, not even with you. And so Fernando comes back and says, so your plan is to stay here fixing whatever you can find that is broken until the happy moment where Baldwin rings to authorize you to kill your own child. Then you will drag Diana along to whatever godforsaken hole Benjamin occupies and eviscerate him in front of your wife. And this is Fernando flinging his hands up in disgust. Oh, that's yeah. my plan. <laughs> and then he goes, don't be absurd. <laughs> Yeah, there's, like I said, there's a lot of mixed emotions that he raises, shall we say. Uh, Baldwin won't tolerate anything but obedience, Fernando. He made that very clear at Septour. Baldwin had dragged the de Clermont men and Fernando out into the night and explained in brutal and detailed terms just what would befall each and every one of them if he detected a whisper of protest or a glimmer of insurrection. Afterward, Galloglass even looked shaken. I was thinking to myself... Remember we discussed how Baldwin is still not comfortable in this role Mm -hmm. that he had a couple episodes Mm -hmm. ago. And that to me showed how uncomfortable he was and where he had to come in and threaten each and all of them to comply because he's got a lot of shit going on and you will fucking comply or else. That wasn't him being an egomaniac. That was him trying to keep this situation together. And to me... When you have to threaten people to do something, to me, that just shows your own insecurity in pulling something off that's going to be a larger task than you thought. Well, that too. And I also think he senses that they, I mean, they've been pretty clear that they don't respect him. Right. They're kind of mute. They think he's a joke. And it's kind of like, I can see the bigger picture better than y'all do. And if I have to be, you know, once again, he's willing to be the, be the raging asshole to 
explain to them, you know, I'm not just right, doing this to be a dick. Because in this book, he can't explicitly say, they tried to take my head down. Yeah, this is true. It's like, um, <laughs> yeah. Tr- trying to hold on to something so tightly. Also, he's like the QB where he's willing to take the glory. He's willing to take the blame. True. When you try to control right. everything. Because right. he's still taking the blame in Times Convert. Yes. Yes. It's like, this is a role I'm in and you guys need to comply. I don't give a fuck what it takes. And that's that. And I've seen it before for in new leaders where they don't know what to do. They don't know how to hold it together. So the threats start coming out and it's like, ah, and everybody complies. And that's yeah. just it. And that, that's what works until he hones up his other skills. I was going to yeah. say, yeah, if, if all the if all the variables stay in line and don't stray, then I can have time to figure out what right. I'm going to do. Exactly. I've been probably reading a lot into this. The fact that Galaglass looks shaken makes me think that he recognizes that it's more than just dick swinging. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. This is this serious. This is a really, there's, there's a <laughs> lot of things going on on the periphery that we may not know about. This is not good because because he's doing what he's doing. I think in a lot of ways, Galaglass can be very clear headed. Yes from a strategic standpoint as well. And he also knows what was going on all along over the years yeah. with Philippe and how Philippe was setting things up, which Matthew doesn't yeah. know. And mm-hmm. he could have known because they were keeping all that from yeah, him. Yeah, well, so from him like, and from yeah, Marcus yeah. and from Fernando and, mm-hmm. you know, Galaglass has an insight. He has more insight than Baldo does. This is true. So, so Fernando says, there was a time when you enjoyed outflanking Baldwin, but since your father died, you have let your brother treat you abominably. Fernando snagged the post mall before Matthew could get his hands on it. I could lose Septour. Mama wouldn't have survived it, not after Philippe's death. The Chateau might technically belong to the Knights of Lazarus, but everyone knows that the Brotherhood belongs to the Claremonts. If Baldwin wanted to challenge Philippe's will and claim Septour, he would have succeeded and Isabeau would have been left out in the cold. And Fernando says, Isabeau seems to have recovered from Philippe's death. What's your excuse now? What? Um, not quite. I mean, she's getting better, but not quite yet. Calm down. Yeah. And it's like saying he's over Hugh. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think all of us kind of like, well, you know, of course she's over Philippe because Philippe's kind of a trash person. <laughs> whereas I, whereas my, <laughs> who wouldn't be over Philippe? Yeah. Whereas, <laughs> right. I'm, I'm over, over Philippe. Philippe. Everybody <laughs> else should be over Philippe too. <laughs> right. Yeah. So Matthew tries to give Fernando some clarity. He says, now my wife is a de Clermont. I see, Fernando snorted. Marriage has turned your mind into mush and bent your spine like a willow twig, my friend. Mister, I'm like, still warning 700 years later. Dude, pot, kettle. Here's a mirror, dude. Uh, <laughs> you're the one that's yeah. off pouting in a tower in Portugal. Yeah. Oh, Fernando. Okay. Matthew goes on. He says, I won't do anything to jeopardize her position. She might not yet understand what it means, but you and I both know how important it is to be counted among Philippe's children. The declare name will protect her from all sorts of threats. And for this tenuous toehold in the family, you would sell your soul to the devil. Fernando was genuinely surprised. And then Matthew said, for Diana's sake, I would do anything, pay any price. Fernando comes back and says, your love for her borders on obsession. Duh. Again, <laughs> I mean, pop, meat kettle. <laughs> yeah. It is not healthy, Mateus. Not for you, not for her. So Sarah's been filling your ears with my shortcomings, has she? Diana's aunts never really did approve of me. Now, come on, Matthew. I know. That's not true. (laughs) 
And never is like, what, yeah. a year? Yeah. Six, nine what months? What have we said about the word never? <laughs> no, stop using it. Right. No. Yeah. <laughs> Matthew glared at the house. It may have been a trick of the light, but the house appeared to be shaking on its foundation with laughter. Because <laughs> it's like, oh, Matthew, you dumbass. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Now that I see you with their niece, I understand why, Fernando said mildly. The blood rage has always made you prone to excessive behavior. Is it the blood rage or is it just his personality? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the combination of the two is surely unsettling, well, but, you know. I'm, I'm thinking, you know, he was like kind of obsessive even with Blanca. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, I think it's just the way he's his built. His personality, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. Blood rage on it is kind of the a cop The blood rage out. is like what they say alcohol does to you. Your true personality comes yeah. out and enhances I mean, it. Look at poor Cecilia, yeah. Yeah. too. <laughs> Hell, like, he had those urges in him already before he got made a vampire. Well, and he makes people vampires that fascinate him. So it's like obsessive is his middle name. Yeah. Fernando continues being mated with her has made it worse. And uh, Matthew comes back and he says, I have 30 years with her, Fernando, 40 or 50 if I'm lucky. How many centuries did you share with Hugh? And Fernando says, six. And Matthew says, and was that enough? Before you judge me for being consumed with my mate's well-being, put yourself in my shoes and imagine how you would have behaved had you known that your time with Hugh would be so brief. Fernando says, loss is lost, Matthew. And a vampire's soul is as fragile as that of any warm blood. Six hundred years, sixty or six, it doesn't matter. When your mate dies, a part of your soul dies with him or her. Fernando said gently, you will have your children, Marcus, as well as the twins, to comfort you. Matthew, how will any of that matter if Diana's not here to share it? No wonder you were so hard on Marcus and Phoebe, Fernando said with a dawning understanding. And see, this part of Fernando, I kind of appreciated Mm -hmm. because it helped me see part of Matthew, too. Turning Mm -hmm. Diana into a vampire is your greatest desire. And when you think about it, it's kind of true. Uh (laughs) And he's one of those people, like all of his desires, he holds himself back. He's like one of those pleasure delayers. You know, he he does not like meeting with Diana. It's like, no, can't do that. It's like, you know, you totally want to do it. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So and I think that opened my eyes the first time I read this and this time I'm reading this. Yeah, he does kind of want that, even though he says he doesn't. This. Yeah. This part of the conversation mirrors his conversation yes. with Hamish, mm-hmm. how he's craving yes. her and Matthew interrupts never and then Fernando finished and your greatest horror see the fact that he can have this conversation mm-hmm. means he already thought about it if she became a vampire she would no longer be my Diana and this is how he's talked himself out of that yep. she mm-hmm. would be something someone else and uh, Fernando said you might love her just the same Matthew said how could I when I love Diana for all that she is Matthew replied Fernando had no answer for this he could not imagine Hugh as anything but a vampire it had defined him given him the unique combination of fierce courage and dreamy idealism that made Fernando fall in love with him Fernando says your children will change Diana what will happen to your love when they're born nothing Matthew said roughly snatching at them all and Fernando tossed the heavy tool easily from one hand to the other to keep it out of his reach there's a difference between evolution and turning yeah, into a vampire. Yes, that's true. Fernando said, that's the blood rage talking. I can hear it in your voice. I am frightened for your children. It pains me to say it, even to think it, but I have seen you kill someone you've loved. And then Matthew says, Diana is not Eleanor. 
No, what you feel for Eleanor is nothing compared to what you feel for Diana. Yet all it took was a casual touch from Baldwin, a mere suggestion that Eleanor might agree with him rather than you, and you were ready to tear them both apart. Fernando searched Matthew's face. What will you do if Diana sees to the baby's needs before yours? And I think that's a stretch. That's These a are real stretch. Kids. That's a huge yeah. stretch. Ugh. I did like the the extra bit of information on the first time reading yeah. about Eleanor and mm-hmm. that whole situation. It's like, what did she do to deserve that? Oh, she might have looked like she might have agreed with Baldwin, or and stepped that's into, what set him off. Stepped into an argument between the two of them and agreed with Baldwin is what You're she right. probably yeah. did. Well, and especially early on. Yeah. Back in yeah. the early, you know, 2012, 13, everyone blamed Baldwin right off the bat. It was mm-hmm. his fault. That's true. I mean, all she could have done was put her hand on uh, Matthew's arm and said, oh, honey, don't. Oh, I'm dead. Right. <laughs> and the other thing about this is, too, that's so kind of, again, to pick on Fernando, he kept going on and on about how they never should have called Matthew to out Reamer and how he wasn't ready and how blood rage wasn't under control. He should have stayed back in Mm-hmm. In Spain, or the precursor to Spain, as it were. Should have, would have, could have, but what good is bringing all that up now to me? Yeah. It's well, just... in a way, it's like, okay, this is your, so is your argument, Matthew has evolved or Matthew hasn't evolved, Fernando, because you can't have it both ways. Blood rage heightens all the instincts a vampire has until they are as keen as hone steel. Your possessiveness is already dangerous. How could you be sure that you will keep it in check? Christ, Fernando, I can't be sure. Is that what you want me to say? Matthew drove his fingers through his hair. Oh, here we go. I want you to listen to Marcus instead of building fences and seeing to the gutters, Fernando replied. Not you too. It's madness to even think of branching out on my own with Benjamin on the loose and the congregation up in arms, Matthew snapped. Okay, here's the thing with me. Part of me thinks Matthew is making any excuse in the world not to lead his own scion. Oh, yeah. He does not mm-hmm. want that position at all. I don't think he's I ever mean, really been an alpha. No, no. He, like, I've always thought of him as not a beta, more the omega, more the end, you know? He's been coddled a lot, too. Well, he's never he been ready because the thing with a beta is a beta is going to be willing to step up and lead for the alpha when the alpha can't. That's not really Matthew. No, Matthew is like when all options have been exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'll do it only if you make me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Fernando says, I was not talking about forming a scion. Fernando thought Marcus's idea was excellent, but he knew when to keep his own counsel. What then? I'm kind of just going back a little bit. That prior pass is just like, he's speaking about blood rage awfully freaking authoritatively. It does this. It doesn't do that. Da, 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 da. It's like, what makes you think you can be an authority on this, Fernando? That's the question I've got in my head. Mm-hmm. I just wonder how many times he's witnessed it in Matthew. You know what I mean? Or sound, but it sounds like he's talking about experience with more than just Matthew to me. Because he's saying blood rage generally, not just your blood rage. Your blood rage, right. And I tend to think that blood rage affects each vampire differently. Yeah. I mean, it would be just like demonosity affects every demon differently. Right. Right. Hmm. Okay. What then, Matthew said with a frown? Your work. If you were to focus on the blood rage, you might be able to stop whatever plans Benjamin is setting into motion without striking a single blow. 
And Fernando let that sink in before he continued. Even Galaglass thinks you should be in a laboratory analyzing that page you have from the Book of Life. And he doesn't understand the first thing about science. And then Matthew, I feel like is coming up with some excuses here. None of the local colleges have sufficient laboratories for my needs. (laughs) Um, I haven't only been buying new downspouts, you see. I've been making inquiries, too. And you're right. Galaglass has no idea on what my research entails. Nor did Fernando. Not really. But he knew who did. So he says, surely Miriam has been doing something while you were gone. She's hardly the type to sit around idly. Can you not go over her most recent findings? Fernando asked. I told her that they could wait, Matthew said gruffly. Even previously gathered data might prove useful now that you have Diana and the twins to consider. Fernando would use anything, even Diana, to bait this hook if it would get Matthew acting instead of simply reacting. (laughs) I agree. All right. This is where he's my hero. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Perhaps it's not only the blood rage that explains her pregnancy. Perhaps she and the witch in Jerusalem both inherited an ability to conceive a vampire's child. Hmm. <laughs> uh, Matthew says, it's possible. You think? <laughs> like I said, you the anvil on all of our heads. Then his attention was caught by Sarah's purple Mini Cooper skidding and slipping along the loose gravel. Matthew's shoulders lowered and some of the darkness disappeared from his eyes. I really have to resurface that driveway, he says. <laughs> Diana got out of the car and waved in their direction. Matthew smiled and waved back. You have to start thinking again, Fernando retorted. Matthew's phone rang. What is it, Miriam? I've been thinking. (laughs) Miriam never... (laughs) This is funny. (laughs) Miriam never bothered with pleasantries. Not even the most recent scare with Benjamin had changed that. What a coincidence, (laughs) Matthew said dryly. I thought it was Matthew, the one that was abrupt. What is it, Miriam? I mean... (laughs) Yeah. Who? What? She's just answering the question. (laughs) What a coincidence, Matthew said dryly. Fernando's just been urging me to do the same. Do you remember when someone broke into Diana's rooms last October? We feared the time that whoever it was might be looking for genetic information about her. Hair, nail clippings, bits of skin. Of course I remember, Matthew said, wiping his hand over his face. You were so sure it was Knox and the American witch Jillian Chamberlain. What if Benjamin was involved? Miriam paused. See, I didn't remember this from my first read. No, Hmm. I didn't either. I have a really bad feeling about all of this, Matthew. Like I've woken up from a pleasant dream only to discover that a spider has snared me in his web. Maybe that's where they got the idea. Right. (laughs) I was secure. Or at least I was. <laughs> and I, it totally could have been a music video for the cure. I know. But I love that Miriam's acting on her spooky feelings, too. She's not just science and data and facts. Matthew ignores his right. He doesn't trust them yeah. all the time, which is why he's reactionary. She, on the other hand, is like, yeah, this is not good. He wasn't in her rooms. I would have caught the scent. Matthew sounded sure, but there was a trace of worry in his voice as well. Benjamin's too smart to have gone himself. He would have sent a lackey or one of his children. As his sires, you can sniff him out, but you know that the scent signature is practically undetectable in grandchildren. And this is true mm-hmm. <laughs> because, you know, a spoiler, Father Hubbard. Yep. Right. <laughs> there's, a, there's the support for that we've been saying all along. Miriam came right out and said it. Yep, exactly. Miriam sighed with exasperation. Benjamin mentioned witches and your genetics research. You don't believe in coincidences, remember? 
Matthew did remember saying something like that once, long before he had met Diana. He made an involuntary check on the house. It was a combination of instinct and reflex now. This need to protect his wife. Matthew pushed away Fernando's earlier warning about his obsessiveness. Have you had a chance to delve further into Diana's DNA? He had taken the blood samples and cheek swabs last year. This is like brilliant. This is one of my favorite passages ever. I hope it makes the show. (laughs) What do you think I've been doing all this while? Crocheting blankets in case you came home with babies and weeping about your absence? And yes, I know as much about the twins as the rest, which is to say not nearly enough. (laughs) Damn, Miriam. I love her so much. Matthew shook his head ruefully. I've missed you, Miriam. Don't, because the next time I see you, I'm going to bite you so hard you're going to have a scar for years. <laughs> you should have killed Benjamin a long time ago. Right? See? Aren't we not the only one? Like, it's the only fucking voice of reason half see, the time. <laughs> we had to, I don't want to say put up with this whole conversation, but then Miriam comes in and speaks for all of us. She's our advocate. Right. And how we really She's feel. like the Greek chorus. She just like busts in and says what we're all thinking. Exactly. Yes. You knew he was a monster. And Matthew's like, even monsters can change. Look at oh, me. Oh, God. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, he's maybe projecting. He yes. thinks he's a monster. Oh. He thinks he can change. He's a tone. Look at me. I'm a martyr. Martyr Matthew. <laughs> martyr Matthew's man. You are never a monster. That was a lie you told to keep the rest of us away. Matthew disagreed, but he let the matter drop. So what did you learn about Diana? I learned that what we think we know about your wife is minuscule compared to what we don't know. Her nuclear DNA is like a labyrinth. If you go wandering in it, you're likely to get lost, Miriam said, referring to Diana's unique genetic fingerprint. And her empty DNA is equally perplexing. Let's put aside the empty DNA for a moment. All that will tell us is what Diana has in common with her female ancestors. Matthew would get back to Diana's mitochondria DNA later. I want to understand what makes her unique. What's worrying you? This is Miriam. Miriam knew Matthew well enough to hear what he wasn't saying. Her ability to conceive my children for a start. Matthew drew a deep breath and Diana picked up a sort of dragon <laughs> while she was in the 16th century. <laughs> Cores the fire drake and her familiar Familiar? I thought that business about witches and familiars was a human myth. No wonder her transmogrification gene is so strange. Miriam muttered, a fire drake, just what we need. Wait a minute, is it on a leash or something? Can we get a blood sample? (laughs) (laughs) Miriam is the pause that refreshes. (laughs) Yeah, I know. So Matthew says dubiously, perhaps. I'm not sure Cora would cooperate for a cheek swab, though. I wonder if she and Diana are genetically related. Miriam trailed off, intrigued by the possibilities. Have you found anything in Diana's witch chromosomes that leads you to believe that it controls fertility, Matthew asks. That's an entirely new request, and you know that scientists usually don't find anything unless they're looking for it. Damn it, Matthew. Damn it, Matthew. You asked me this before. <laughs> Give me a few days and I'll see what I can uncover. There's so many unidentified genes in Diana's witch chromosome. Some days I wonder if she's even a witch. Miriam laughed. Matthew remained silent. He couldn't very well tell her that Diana was a weaver when not even Sarah knew. And Miriam's like, you're keeping something from me. Mm. Isn't that important? 
I, I get that you there's a time and a place for the revelation, but it's also married to the scientific work that yeah, Miriam's it's doing. It's like, I, sh- I should know this shit. Keep me in the loop here, dude. Mm-hmm. Send me a report on whatever else you've managed to identify, he said. We'll discuss it more in a few days. Take a look at my DNA profile, too. Focus on whatever genes we haven't identified yet, especially if they're near the blood rage gene. See if anything strikes you. Okay, Miriam said deliberately. You have a secure internet connection, right? As secure as Baldwin's money can buy. Pretty damn secure then, she said. Talk to you later. And Matthew? Yes, I'm still going to bite you for not killing Benjamin when you had the chance. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, all of us. Here he is, all of us right now. <laughs> Matthew says, You'll have to catch me first. And Miriam says, That's easy. All I have to do is catch Diana. You'll walk right into my arms then. Click. They're like, Who <laughs> 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 didn't think about that? Oh, God, it's like a rap battle, yo. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, and then she said that right before she disconnected fernando said miriam's back in top form she was always able to recover from a crisis with amazing speed matthew said fondly do you remember when bertrand an unfamiliar car turned into the driveway uh-oh Matthew sprinted towards it and Fernando was at his heels. The gray-haired woman driving a dented Navy Volvo. I see her more as a Subaru girl, but okay. I don't know. <laughs> not dented, but I can see her in a Navy Volvo. My dad drove one for a while. They're very nice cars and they're very accountant-like. And they don't dent easy. No. I drove one in England and I slammed the door when I was in the gas station and like the... Pylon? Yeah, the pylon, right? And But I was on the wrong side of the car, so I was not paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> this is when I first got <laughs> in. <laughs> and I slammed the door open, and it did no damage to the car door. Yeah. Wow. No, they don't dent easy. Okay, so the gray-haired woman driving a dented Navy Volvo didn't seem a bit surprised to be confronted by two vampires, one of them exceptionally tall. Instead, she rolled down the window. You must be Matthew, <laughs> the woman said. I'm Vivian Harrison. Diana asked me to stop by and see to Sarah. She's worried about the tree in the keeping room. And then <laughs> Fernando's like, what's that scent? Matthew's like, bergamot. <laughs> His eyes narrowing. <laughs> it's a common scent. Besides, I'm an accountant, Vivian said indignantly. Not just the coven's high priestess. What do you expect me to smell of? Fire and brimstone? And then Sarah was standing in the doorway. She's like, Vivian? Is someone sick? Vivian climbed out of the car. Nobody's sick. I just ran into Diane at the store. Everybody's so neighborly here. (laughs) Oh, my favorite line's coming. Sarah said, I see you've met Matthew and Fernando. I have. Vivian looked the two of them over. God has preserved us from handsome vampires. And then she started walking towards the house. Diana said, you've got into a bit of trouble. And Matthew's like, "Uh, nothing we can't handle. (laughs) And then Sarah's like, he always says that. Sometimes he's even right. <laughs> Round of a golf clap. Definitely golf clap there. That deserved it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Sarah beckoned to Vivian. Come inside. Diana's got some iced tea made. Everything's fine, Miss Harrison, Matthew said. Stalking alongside the witch. He's like, oh no. Then why there's <laughs> still trying to convince strangers her. in the house. What's oh, going on? My hair's on fire. My hair's on fire. Diana appeared behind Sarah. She looked at Matthew in fury, her hands on her hips. Fine, she demanded. Peter Knox murdered M. 
There's a tree growing out of the fireplace. I'm pregnant with your children. We've been evicted from Septour. And the congregation <laughs> can show up any minute and force us to separate. Does that sound fine to you, Vivian? Oh, the Peter Knox that had a crush on Diana's mother? Isn't he a member of the congregation? Not anymore, Matthew replied. Vivian shook her finger at Sarah. You told me Em had a heart attack. She did, Sarah said defensively. Vivian's lips curled in disgust. It's the truth. Matthew's son said that was the cause of death. Vivian says you're awfully good at telling the truth and lying at the same time, Sarah. Hmm. Vivian's tone softened. Emily was a big part of our community. So are you. We need to know what really happened in France. And Sarah says, knowing whether it's Knox's fault or not won't change anything. Emily will still be dead. Sarah's eyes brimmed with tears. She dashed them away. And I don't want the coven involved. It's too dangerous. And Vivian's like, what's the problem? We're your friends. We're already involved. It's cool. (laughs) (laughs) Sunday is Lugnasa. Lugnasa? Sarah said suspiciously. The Madison Coven hadn't celebrated Lugnasa. Did I say that right? I always call it Lamas because it's easier to pronounce. Yeah. <laughs> yes. For decades, we don't normally have a big celebration. It's true. But this year, Hannah O'Neill is pulling out all the stops to welcome you back home and to give us a chance to say goodbye to Em. I mean, come on, Sarah. Do the coven good. Yeah. yeah come on. Right. She's being very Diana in the beginning of Discovery yeah. Witches. Uh-huh. So true. And now all of a sudden she's worried about the covenant. Really? I know. It's like, really? <laughs> so Sarah dropped her voice. But Matthew, Fernando, the covenant. And Vivian shouted with laughter. Diana's pregnant. It's a little late to be worrying about breaking the rules. <laughs> Besides, the coven knows all about Matthew. Fernando, too. And then Sarah's like, they do? And Diana's like, they do. Smitty has bonded with Matthew over hand tools. And you know what a gossip he can be. <laughs> It's like, damn, Matthew, you're just talking to all the gossips and this is your fault. (laughs) (laughs) The indulgent smile she gave Matthew took some of the sting out of her words. We're known as a progressive coven. If we're lucky, maybe Diana will trust us with whatever is wrapped up inside of her disguising spell. See you Sunday. (laughs) With a a smile at Matthew and a wave to Fernando, Vivian got into her car and pulled away. Vivian Harrison is a bulldozer. (laughs) That is so rich. (laughs) We should have called this this Yes. The episode with the pots and the kettles. Because there's a lot of them. (laughs) Yes, true. Oh, my gosh. Observant, too, Matthew said thoughtfully. She is, Sarah studied Diana. Vivian's right. You're wearing a disguising spell, a good one. Who cast it for you? And Diana's like, uh, nobody. Uh, mm-hmm. Unable to lie and still unwilling to tell her aunt the truth, Diana snapped her mouth shut. Matthew scowled. Oops. Fine, don't tell me. And I'm not going to that potluck. The whole coven's on some vegetarian kick. There'll be nothing to eat but zucchini <laughs> and Hannah's famously inedible key lime pudding pie. <laughs> That does sound kind of disgusting. I know. (laughs) The widow is feeling more herself, says Fernando. (laughs) Returning to Madison was a good idea. You promised you'd tell Sarah you're a weaver once we were settled here at the Bishop House, Matthew said, when he and Diana were alone. Why haven't you? I'm not the only one keeping secrets, and I'm not just talking about the blood vow business or even the fact that vampires kill other vampires with blood rage. You should have told me that Hugh and Fernando were a couple, and you definitely should have told me that Philippe had been using your illness as a weapon all these years. I mean, uh, yeah, you were saving that up? <laughs> I mean, 
<laughs> God. Does Sarah know that Cora's your familia, not a souvenir? And what about meeting your father in London? I mean, they're just like back and forth. Yeah. These are newlyweds, though. <laughs> um, it wasn't the right moment, Diana said with a sniff. Ah, yes, the elusive right moment, Matthew snorted. It never comes, Diana. Sometimes we just have to throw caution to the wind and trust the people we love. Pot. Okay, here's another <laughs> pot kettle. Here's another set of exactly. pot kettles. <laughs> exactly. I do trust Sarah. Diana bit her lip. She didn't have time to finish. Matthew knew that the real problem was that she didn't trust herself or her magic. Not completely. Take a walk with me, he said, holding out his hand. We can talk about this later. It's too hot, Diana protested, even though she still put her hand in his. I'll cool you oh, off. Oh, we get you some D off, off screen. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Diana looked at him with interest. Matthew's smile broadened. His wife, his heart, his mate, his life stepped down off the porch and into his arms. Diana's eyes were the blue and gold of a summer sky, and Matthew wanted nothing more than to fall headlong into their bright depths, not to lose himself, but to be found. The end. Yay! Any thoughts on this chapter? I like this chapter, actually. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah. shaped up. Yes is good soul and leo so far the winner <laughs> guys so far i like the introduction of vivian. i do i love vivian i really she's do. just she's just no nonsense bulldozer <laughs> perfect description <laughs> you say bulldozer i just say efficient <laughs> efficient exactly and all the conversations that are had here the the message that i took away is nobody's fooling yeah. anybody it's like yeah we know about matthew we know about fernando and we know about you mouthing off to smitty too yeah, <laughs> yeah. and we know about your disguising spell and we know there's more things you're right. gonna tell us but <laughs> yeah right and everybody knows you're putting a fence in and <laughs> it's, it's a small you know, town yeah. new york yes exactly uh so i think that's it for this chapter i'm going once going twice Sold. All right. Let's go into housekeeping, guys. Okay. Housekeeping this time is brought to us by Sarah Dye. Thank, Thank you, Sarah. Sarah. Thank you. Housekeeping. Who wants to start off with their housekeeping? I will start. I have something from Catherine. Catherine. She says, hi, I've been catching up on the podcast and the after shows and heard today that Jean had acquired the Matthew Ooh. mug. Thought I would share that the one I chose when I when I discovered this pottery through the Maryland Sheep and Wool show uh-huh. that was virtual this year. As a knitter, this called to me on a couple of levels. I so enjoyed the personality episode as Myers-Briggs featured regularly as a team building tool throughout my career. Thanks for all your efforts in keeping us engaged and entertained. Catherine. Thank you, Catherine. Isn't that cauldron mug just the best thing ever <laughs> it's like yeah. she did send a picture with it i'll put it in the oh, show because cool, it's so. like i can fit half a pot of coffee in mine <laughs> jean who do you have i have a note from olivia hi olivia dear demons i posted an apple review last week but it hasn't appeared on my apple podcast page so i hope it found you i find apple Podcasts very clunky and very unapple like i agree i know i have deliberately mm-hmm. been avoiding your sun episodes as i want to wait till december i want to binge listen before the series airs. I am compensating myself with your after shows, all of which suddenly appeared in the episode list, but Apple lists them in reverse order, and I really can't be arsed to fiddle with them. This is great broadcasting, honest, fun, and informative. Thanks again, Olivia. Oh, our after show. (laughs) It's, I think that's the most raw and honest you'll find. Yeah, it's like unabashedly honest, that's for sure. Probably too honest. <laughs> Thank you, Olivia. Much appreciated. And we got a mini oh review God. right there. You're still alive, Angela. Yeah. Even if it's gotten lost in the machine. Yeah. 
<laughs> Just the mention of that's the right. Review. Well, honest, fun, and informative. That, that counts. counts. Yes. Okay. So I have a housekeeping from the Barbara Files. Uh, Yay! Okay. Oh, it's, it's been, been a while. while. The Barbara Files. And it's referenced this chapter, I believe. I think I chose the right one. Kind yep. of. Hello, darling demon divas. I trust you ladies had a wonderful Mother's Day. You see, you see how far back we okay, are. Yes. She spent the time writing this like early on. So we're just now getting to it. Filled with candles, flowers, wine or gin and candy all delivered by mask and glove family members from six feet away. It's September and we're still doing yes. this. Okay. I digress. <laughs> we open this chapter with our beloved hot mess taking out his frustration on fence posts. Something like this, perhaps. Baldwin, thwack. Benjamin, thwack. Fernando, God, I love Fernando, points out how ridiculous Matthew's thought processes are when it comes to planning an execution. This is the big brother that HMM truly needs. I wonder if their relationship is so close because of Hugh. It's apparent that Matthew isn't close to any other family member, save Isabel. Hmm. Matthew snipes at Fernando saying, before you judge me, put yourself in my shoes and imagine how you would have behaved had you known your time with Hugh would be so short. But this isn't a really fair and accurate assessment, is it? Yes, Fernando and Hugh were our mates, but Matthew's blood rage paints a relationship into a different light. He says he's in control, but with the next breath, he says he can't be sure. He always did say that he was Diana's greatest danger. And you have a point there. I, I definitely True. see that. True. One last thought, uh, guys. I really don't believe the baddie smell of bergamot. Drive dented blue Volvos and pull up right into the driveway in broad daylight. Chill, babe. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. Okay, once again, stay stay healthy, stay safe, and stay brilliantly talented with caring. We appreciate it. Peace and love, Barbara. Thank you, Thank Barbara. You, Barbara. Thank you. Yeah. Um, she wrote this for several chapters, yeah. so we can keep going with this. <laughs> we don't need to discuss her emails because Barbara's got you guys covered, but please send them in. Yes, please. <laughs> Please send them in. So that was quick and easy. So I guess it's time for Savor for the Show. And this episode, Savor for the Show, is brought to us by Nancy Forrester. Thank, Thank you, Nancy. Nancy. Save it for the show. Save it for the show. Guys, save it for the show. Oh, this episode, Save for the Show. TV show updates at the time of this recording. Again, we have to say it is now September 12th at the time of this recording. You might be listening to this in October, so keep this in mind. Hi, everyone. This is just a quick break in from present Valerie. Hi, everybody. Doing a little time walking. Okay, we're going to be talking about a lot of things in this episode, but I definitely wanted to break in with the current news. In case you missed it, we have air dates for the TV show. In the UK, on the 8th of January, 2021, A Discovery Witches Season 2 will air on Sky One and Now TV. And on the next day, in the US and Canada... It will be on Sundance Now and Shudder. Did I say the night? So the 9th of January, 2021, Sundance Now and Shudder. 8th of January, the day before, on Sky One and Now TV. Also, there was a trailer. Yay! And we'll have the links for that and everything in the show notes. 
uh, the next day, Deb did a Facebook Live, also an Instagram Live. I'll make sure we have the links to those in the show notes. Or for those of you just working off your podcast app, look in the episode notes. They'll be there too. So you can just click and watch it if you want. If you guys have any comments about the trailer, the excitement, the anticipation, the promo shots, definitely write us at demonsdiscuss at gmail.com or you speak pipe your screams if you want. Speakpipe.com slash demonsdiscuss. And, you know, share your excitement. Uh, we won't have a full talk about that now, but next time we will definitely cover our thoughts and feelings about what we saw this past weekend. Okay, I am dipping out now. Back to your regular programming. Go. It was the week of Labor Day here in the States, but it was the first day of filming in Cardiff for season three of A Discovery Yay! Yeah, and we little by little they you know different cast members that showed up. Uh, well, Teresa was there early. She I think she it was, was there like a kind of everybody ago. showing up. Um, except, well, literally, it was everyone showing up except tours, just like they do in yeah, the book. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> duh. It's not an analogy. Yeah. It's the truth. <laughs> so that was great fun. It was it was fun seeing people mm-hmm. dropping pictures into their stories and or into their feed and like Christmas Day for like a week. <laughs> it was good. And we were, they were, we were yeah. in a drought for the longest time. Yes. Oh my gosh. So that's yeah. good. And I guess I should update the TV page. So I'll get to it. Maybe in October, you guys, I'm slumped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything stick out to you as far as what they revealed, the the things they revealed? Anything that you particularly oh, like? Oh, Tanya in the makeup chair and you can see all the continuity photos in the background because <laughs> I, of course, peeped. Queen Agatha! Yay! <laughs> and we kind of knew she yes. was heading there because she dropped the hint about uh, Bella being on her own and just with Daddy. Yeah. Yeah. I love her. I know. I love her dog. I love her. Her dog's cool. She's so sweet on social media. Just very In nice. Genuine. I mean, they're, they're all very vocal on social media, but I, I definitely find a kinship with her. I think she's just delightful. Mm-hmm. Her kids are so cute, yeah. too. Oh, yeah. Her daughter. And I don't know if you've seen her post. She's doing 100 Days Without Drinking. Wow. Yeah. I'm like, I feel you. I feel you. So, <laughs> but she's into um, Zen and, and Buddhism and it's, she, it's a very holistic yes. journey oh, she's on. You're just, it, 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 just not, yeah, it's not like a trendy self-helpy kind of thing. It's just right. more of a, no, spiritual practice it. Yeah. Yeah. Look inside myself. I don't thing. know. I haven't been drinking very much either. So I, and, and that's not on purpose. That's just like, I've been busy Man, I've, <laughs> and I've got to be careful, careful with the whole, uh, you know, post. Andorra, it seems like red wine now will spur hot night night sweats. The hot flash. The night sweats, which oh, is like oh, yeah. the night sweat. I don't have hot flashes. Oh. The night sweats will wake me up, which is bad. I think we're all on kind of that hundred days without alcoholish journey. Yeah. Not yeah. not on purpose. Yeah. Not on purpose. I've just been swamped for the past two months. It just seems crazy. Anything else? Uh, uh, Stephen Cree was Stephen Cree tweeting and posting stuff. Yeah, he's on site. He looks like he's having a great right. time. Um, um, but back to if you go backwards, they're still wrapping up season two. Farron Blackburn, the director mm-hmm. of I think episodes one, six, seven, right. eight, and ten, um, was back to do a little bit of filming and yeah, to tidy which up season like two. This, and then mm-hmm. Sophia like Miles, the scene at the temple that? that they were messing about with. Yes. Oh, um, cool. one of them. It was either the before the wedding or M. But since it was that night, I'm thinking maybe it was M. Huh. Boo. Yeah. But. Interesting. Yeah. Greg McHugh burst back onto the scene in rare form. Yeah. He's so much fun. He's so much fun. <laughs> 
Yeah. It this season three, I mean, as you said, it's like everyone shows up literally at set tour, but you know, D- Matthew and Diana were so isolated in season mm-hmm. one or book one um, that it, now, now it seems like they really are the gangs, the bands getting back yeah. together, the gangs all there and they're really enjoying each other. I mean, yeah, on a personal good. level. Aisha's on her way. We got a beautiful tweet of her, I think in wardrobe or makeup. And I think Adele's Adele's already there as well, maybe? Yep. Yep, she is. That's our Phoebe, yes, right? Yes, Phoebe. Yep. Yep. It's good. I've been missing all of it. Not that they're not there, but we haven't seen any Baldwin. We haven't no. seen any Marcus. No. Well, yet. Tristan doesn't really... I, somebody made him make a Twitter account and he refuses to use it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. It's a rabbit hole. <laughs> no kidding. God. No kidding. No kidding. Um, but yeah, Greg Chillen's back on Instagram, which is fun. He's such yeah. a goof. <laughs> I know. So speculations, do you think they'll bring it back for season four? No. No? No, I don't think so because they they have an option. They have an option? I don't, think they've, I, they I don't think they've optioned Times Convert. Oh, no, okay. And okay. I have no idea, you know, since we don't know what that contract looks like and whether they can continue writing the story outside the boundaries of the trilogy. Right. Who knows? And I somehow I've got a feeling Deb didn't do that. Okay. Like Game of Thrones was, had a contract that allowed them to write beyond the books. Okay. I don't so, think this is yeah, it. Yeah, I guess I feel like it's going to be like kind of a let's see how we feel when we get there, yeah. mm-hmm. right? And let's see how season two does and beyond that. Yes. So keep the gravy train going. True, 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 true. Mm-hmm. So anything else that we need to address? Now, we were talking about the show, but Deb is on her Facebook Live or Instagram Live, as the matter has been, um, is still writing yeah. the book. That's right. Be, that's right. It's also, I forgot about that Facebook it Live. It sort of sounded like she was working on the book and on Serpent's Mirror too. Yeah? Sort of. I mean, it was hard to tell because she she did mention she was working on that as well. So I don't know what that means exactly, whether she's just trading off writing on the two of them or what, but we'll see. Well, God, we've just been so busy in my neck of the woods. And uh, so I did catch that Facebook live and the thing I took away from it, our previous guess that the book would be about Miriam kind of got squashed. Yeah, it did. <laughs> it's like, oh, I think I will write about Miriam, but you know. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm like, okay. okay. <laughs> Rolled out Miriam. I st- I'm still going with my second guess that it's the Gowdies. The Gowdies? Okay. Yeah. Well, that whole Michael Magical Michaels makes me think it's going to be more witchy than vampire-ish. Okay. That'd be interesting. And it would also huh. tie into developing more about the kids, the twins. That's true. So, it's definitely not about Galaglass. Yep. It's definitely it's not nuts. about Baldwin because she said Baldwin just keeps his mouth shut. Well, I mean, after the treatment he's well, been sure, getting. Well, sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't be pouting? I don't need to explain myself to you. Hasn't. <laughs> 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 Right. <laughs> I get enough abuse. I don't need more. <laughs> uh, any second guesses, Angela? No, I no, I don't know. I, 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 I'm going to say because I don't care. It's not that I don't care. It's yeah, whatever, I don't have whatever it is, I'll be happy. We'll take, we'll take what, what we, we get. get. But you know me, I just yeah. kind of like to put puzzle pieces together. Yeah, I know. It's my downfall. <laughs> no, no, because it's good. I'm usually wrong, but... <laughs> means your mind is still working. Yeah. That's good. We like I'm that. Fend- I'm fending off... Yeah, maybe my mind's just dimension. lazy. I'm like, I don't care. Just give it to me. <laughs> I'll take whatever you feed me. <laughs> <laughs> right. I feel like... Kind of, kind of real life. What was, oh it's like when you give up. Yeah, whatever. What's the, what's the, oh, what is the damn thing with the the Seymour or the man-eating plant? Yes. Little yeah. shop of horse. Feed me Seymour. Feed me Seymour. 
<laughs> All right, guys, stick with us. And uh, we'll, after this, we'll do less thoughts and things we can't let go of. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. You can contact us, send us your thoughts, email us at demonsdiscuss at gmail.com, leave us a voicemail at 360-519-7836, by the way, your carrier rates apply here, or leave one for free on SpeakPipe, speakpipe.com slant demonsdiscuss. Now, if you can't remember any of that, go to go.demonsdiscuss.com slant contact, and all that information will be there. You can also become a discusser there, fill out the form, and bam, you're a discusser. And the link to join our Facebook group is there too. Visit our main site, demonsdomain.com. And if you really feel like deep diving, go to visit.demonsdomain.com slant master post. And you can read interviews, geek out with weekly geeks about all souls universe. Read about the characters. Keep that geek flag flying, guys. Do you like what we do? Help us fund what we do. Go to patreon.com slant demons discuss. Make sure you follow us on social media. We are on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all at demons discuss. If you're liking what you're hearing and you want to tell the world about it, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We love them. We read them. It's wonderful. Also, it keeps Angela alive, and we need her around, okay? Keep Angela alive. Holy shit, we like flew through that chapter. Yeah. Yeah, that was a quick chat. I don't think it was, it was very no. long, though. I don't think it was long as other no, ones. it certainly wasn't. Okay, you guys have any last thoughts? My last thought is I'm looking forward to seeing what social media is going to bring us in the coming weeks. And I'm also excited, you guys will listen to this after it's probably halfway over, is the Discovery of Rich's real-time read, because we're actually going to try and do a little something on our pages and social media on the days this year, which we haven't really tackled before. It's probably going to be right. like totally haphazard and crazy town, but why not? And definitely in demon style. Yes, it's going to be <laughs> demonic for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah we have that coming up and we also have a giveaway that we're planning as we speak but it'll probably i don't know i don't know when this episode is going to come out so it's you know it's hard for me to speculate <laughs> maybe no, it's happening maybe it i don't know happened. or maybe it's on the cusp <laughs> of happening i don't know but we'll definitely put it in the show notes if it is indeed happening <laughs> oh gosh angela do you have any last thoughts just thinking about season two premiering in the UK that's slated for January 2021. And Jean did that very cool advertising campaign recap and the feature, the artwork of Greg yeah. Colton. I, I hope there's something really cool happening again. I don't know. But, you know, with COVID, you never know. But at least, you know, slap some billboards up, have it on, you know, Times, well, not would be Times Square, but in when Sundance now has it. I mean, just get it out there. You don't have to have interaction with people, but just I hope it's a really cool campaign again. Yeah, that would be cool. Even social media, like, displays. Yes, and, Liam, and, you know, get on this. Yes. That'd be cool. I don't know. It just seems like everything has been stunted this year. It's just like, uh, we can still give you this, but not all of this. Just like, you know, All Souls Con, which we need to start working on. Yeah. By the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we work well under pressure. <laughs> we do. We do our best under pressure. Well, get, uh, have we actually announced what we're going to do? We may as well. This may come out like afterwards for all we know. <laughs> the way, right, uh, well, the All Souls Con starts in October, yeah. right? So announce it. Go ahead, Jean. Go. Yes, we are doing the Congregation, Miscegenation, Segregation, and Eugenics. 
deep, heavy shit. Heavy shit this time, people. It's not going to be all fun games and laughs. But we've kind of inoculated some of you to this already because uh, we've been talking about this most of the year. (laughs) Yes, and living a lot of it. Yes, just because of what's going on in the world. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it doesn't go away, guys. We have to continue fighting, keep working, and continue informing. And this universe is a great context in which to speak about it. Absolutely. Even Deb said in her Facebook Live, she's still learning. Mm-hmm. She's still having to yeah. listen and stop and listen. We're still learning. We still yes. have to stop and listen. It's like, it's not like we're just preaching to you guys and we're above it all. No, there's stuff that I have said, done things that are not. I mean, if you sit and think yes. about it, not very cool. Yes. <laughs> you we're, know? Always, we're always going to be waking. We'll never be woke. That's right. That's right. And if you think it's one and done, no, you have to wake. Like we said about marriage, marriage is like after a while, it's you get up and you choose to love the person daily. So we get up after a while and choose to be good people yes. daily. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Because sometimes yep. it's not in our base or instinct. No. I just saw a post today that said it's a privilege to forget about dismantling systemic racism. It totally, mm-hmm. it totally is. You know, when some people don't have that option Yep, to forget about it and not think about it. But mm. anyway, so my last thought, my life has been on fire, guys. <laughs> Literally and figuratively. Figuratively. I yeah. woke up to an orange sky, which was creepy. Fantastic. I really wish I would have taken a picture like right when I opened my eyes, but I wasn't that focused. But by the time I did take pictures, I couldn't see the horizon. (laughs) I couldn't see. Normally I could see quite a distance from my back window. I couldn't see shit. (laughs) I I was like, maybe that's a boat. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, also, uh, being that it is September 12th, I am still working through end of fiscal year things for my job. So during this period of time, and if you're in, if you remember back, cause we're recording in September, but by the time this comes out, you'll have to like, mm-hmm. you know, do a flashback. If you remember back when episodes were coming out late and after shows were getting delayed a week and I was throwing up (laughs) outtakes to appease people, this is what's happening in my life. I have been going to work, working my ass off, kind of ignoring Angela and Jean, ignoring what's going on in the fandom altogether and focusing on getting our stuff done at work because it's September September and it's especially hard this year because um, this planning process process would have happened back in June, but we were all in lockdown. So now we're just trying to catch up so we can get to the end of the year. And I think I'm going back in lockdown after that. So yeah. Wow. Well, despite what people think, government money doesn't just spend itself. <laughs> <laughs> no. And if you want the quickest way to take the fun out of shopping, God, I know. This is buy for the government. <laughs> Cuz I have to get permission. I have to fill out the paperwork to get permission. I need like a purchase request. I need to source like seven different places You've got a comparison to compare shop prices across seven. Holy crap. Yes. Well, I mean, especially if I decide to buy something like I had to buy two refrigerators on Thursday. Mm-hmm. 
and um, they have a certain store they want us to go through, but the store, they were out of stock. It was not available. They wouldn't be able to ship it for 90 days. So yeah, they, I was like, I could just go to Lowe's and just buy it. So I have to ask permission to buy it from Lowe's. And then I have to go to Lowe's and say, hey, will you consider this tax free because it is a government purchase? And Lowe's says, like, I got to go call my manager. And oh, my God. <laughs> No one wants yeah. this. Anyway, no. enough of my problems. Anyway, hopefully in real time, your time when you're listening to this, hopefully I'm in a better place in my life in <laughs> Washington, Oregon and California won't be on fire. Good mm. point. Oy. Anyway, anything else, you guys? Not right now. No? Well, whatever it is, we'll talk in the after show. Yes. Yeah, we will. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's say goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Kiss. Come on. Mwah. Thank you. <laughs> We'll talk to you next time.